What'd you talk about last week, by the way? Uh, honestly, I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> it was biogenesis. Brendan schooled us on science. Oh uh-huh. yeah. Oh. oh, that's right. Because we talked about uh, the virus and the uh, the we, the coronavirus. We almost got mRNA vaccines wrong, but we caught ourselves. Yeah. Oh, I got <laughs> I got my first shot of the virus. Ah, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> virus. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you've got a very different oh, healthcare yeah. system than the rest of us. I guess well, you won't be editing the podcast. <laughs> Indy, will be, Indy will be removing itself from the podcast from now on. <laughs> the Pfizer one, by like week or by 15 hmm. days, you're between like 80 and 90% immune. Hmm. And then, like, the second shot takes you from, like, 90 to, like, 95. It's not bad. Pfizer. It's the good one. <laughs> is, that, is that the tagline? <laughs> Johnson & Johnson one gets you, like, 50% at best. Oh. That's more But that. it's, like, you know, 100% effective at letting you not die. Yeah. Wait, so does the Johnson & Johnson one decrease the severity of the disease if you get it, basically, is what you're saying? Yeah. So, like, um... if you get it, like... If you get the vaccine, if you contract it, you like the chance of you dying from it is like a hundred percent. Like you will not die. Hundred percent. Like one hundred percent, you will die. You're like that's wow. a bad vaccine. That's not a good one. Keep in mind, this is coming from the person yeah. who told you he just got his first injection of the virus. Yeah. So. Yeah. hundred right. percent yeah. fatality rate. One hundred percent of the time, it kills you every time. You're like, that's a bad one. But it's it's true that I, I, that. 100% of the people who get the vaccine will die eventually. <laughs> that is true. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to just start this fucking thing. <laughs> it's been an hour. I've been recording right. for like 40 minutes. This is the Rad Mars podcast, episode 47. I'm Andy Mindler. And I'm Brendan Trombley. I'm Trevor Williams. And Rouse is back, Ford. y'all. Fuck. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you've, probably, you've been so long you have forgot how this yeah, fucking podcast forgot the order. Yeah. <laughs> you idiot. No. You're off. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see you guys. Do I not exist to you? Is that what this is? Well, it's more like I wasn't paying attention and I like I heard somebody finish and I'm like, okay, it's me. <laughs> it's all that fucking wine in a glass that you're drinking. Yeah. That... Oh yeah. Let me get a good sound bite for everyone at home. Oh boy. We did this already. There's your sound bite. Yeah. <laughs> Clip it. For... But thank you. Clip it on twitch.tv. Yes. <laughs> so wait, who's who's who are you top left of my screen? I don't know who's. I don't know what your screen looks. It's like. you. Who are you? <laughs> oh, I'm Andrew. Are we, are we starting this fucking over? Do we need to redo this goddamn no, no, intro? No, this is great. Yeah, Just say who over. you are. Jesus H Christ. Hello. Yes, I'm Andrew Ford. As if you haven't. There we go. Thank now. you. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> great job, everybody. Hey, I finished reading Males in Book Six. I fucking love that series. It's the best. It's good. That's all I want to say. <laughs> I really need to get back into reading. I've been playing too much games. Yeah. Bad. Me too. I read a lot of books. Games and animes. Audible, man. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah, that's what I, I just listen to audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Though I, I've realized that like after starting back that work, I, I've been 
too used to being like engrossed in the books mm. and i'll just like disassociate and listen to the book and then realize i haven't been doing any work and i'm like ah fuck uh, yeah i can't <laughs> definitely can't do that uh, even art stuff i can't listen because i just won't pay attention to either i'll make bad stuff and i won't pay attention to the book so it's not worth it <laughs> mm. have you guys ever listened to that like productivity boosting like binaural beats shit sometimes that's that's I've, that's I've an had, audio thing i've had limited success with that yeah is that like that thing where everyone on TikTok is like, listen to the Super Mario Kart music if you need to finish a paper on time? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but no, that, that's because video game music is designed to kind of get you in a flow state, right? Like just the way it is. But the binaural beats is supposedly like at a frequency or a something or other. Like the beat itself is like synced up with your brain waves. That sounds that stupid. Sounds that sounds fake as shit. <laughs> I'll buy this for five cents. Yeah, sell me some magnets to put on my wrist that purifies my blood while you're at it. Hey, yeah, I was gonna do that next. <laughs> Goddamn, that was really that was really vicious. Get some get some crystals and uh, put them in the moonlight to recharge. My favorite of those things were like I think advertisements like in the back of I think Popular Science or something like that, and it was a ring that was guaranteed to give you immortality for you know by using the power of magnets. And it came with a one-year guarantee. Mm. <laughs> Even that's questionable. That's yeah, I know. Weird. That's no, a non-zero amount of people died within a year of buying that. Man, right? I saw a real good one on Twitter the other day. It was a, a ring that absorbs all the negative energy and breaks as soon as it's absorbed uh, too much. So they're like, "What? This just poor craftsmanship." Wow. <laughs> it just sells substandard products and say that it absorbs negative energy. Uh, like, broke. Mm, <laughs> broke. It just yeah. too much negative energy. Yeah, got in your by life. Doing. It just shattered because it took all the negative energy away. It just sucked. Planned it all obsolescence. Up. Wow. Yeah. Never thought it'd make its way to jewelry. Just Planned like obsolescence in your placebo <laughs> ring. <laughs> do you think Apple AirPods are jewelry? Does they do they count? I don't even want to talk about it because I had a pair and they ran. They became fucking useless when their batteries oh. went bad. So yeah. How long did you have them for? Like over two years, but still, the amount of money you pay for those fucking things. I mean, yeah. like I have mine for mine are probably two years and they last. I think I might have accidentally okay. baked their batteries. It might have been mm. my fault, but still. Oh, you put them in the oven? Yeah, that seems like a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I did you put do them? That. Did you put them in a cake at least? Next time. <laughs> did you try and feed them to your to your so boyfriend uh, to kill him? <laughs> piece of cake to bake a pretty cake. You gotta follow the recipe though, or else the cake will end up crazy. It's an apple. It was an apple pie. Oh, 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 oh. Shit. <laughs> I was gonna make a terrible pun, but I was like, "Don't do it! Don't do it!" Oh God! I, I wish you did. I'm glad somebody did. That's amazing. That's fantastic. <laughs> you please, you please, Mike. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. You guys want to, this is should we it's like our soundboard episode? Yeah, yeah. That's good. Roush is not we really just, here. No. Yeah. <laughs> we just have clips of Mike where he's like from Santa Claus and other shit. <laughs> Did I tell you about the one time my friends uh, flew me up to be Santa Claus for a party? No. Why? Ginger, was Ginger like, Claus. Yeah, Santa Claus. Well, it was uh, the, the first born crew. We used to uh, party pretty hard. I'm sure they still do. And one of the one of the Christmas parties uh, after I left, they're like, "Rushy, you want you to fly up and be Santa Claus? We'll have a Santa suit ready." Uh, it was an did ice they, skating did they rink. Fly you up, so I, I showed up at the ice skating up? rink. Uh, they flew me up. They put me in a hotel. It's sick. 
Holy shit. Um, wow, I got to get me some Santa gigs. <laughs> right? I know. So I showed up and I was Santa Claus, and we all just got drunk for the rest of the day. It was great. <laughs> and an ice skating rink, if you can believe it. I that was like highly dangerous. Uh, well, that's what we do. <laughs> just get drunk and slap some blades on your feet. <laughs> I was going to say, strap some knives to your uh-huh. feet and get drunk. <laughs> Dude, I bit it super hard. <laughs> Flat on my ass, man. It hurt. Not surprising. Oh. I'm just imagining some kids there like, oh, no, Santa's drunk and now he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's bleeding from the mouth. There's blood on the ice. <laughs> that's great. What does this have to do with that player pods? I don't fucking know. Apple Christmas, apple pie, the American dream. I just, I think he was just like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna pull out a another Rauschyism for the soundboard. Yeah. It, it, it was a response to the ho ho ho. Although honestly, uh, it sounded more like a Jabba the Hutt than Santa Claus to me. Yeah, it was kind of, it was like seventy percent Jabba. Yeah, I mean, but isn't Jabba just Santa in Star Santa Wars? People, yeah, I guess so. Absolutely, it's like Santa Claus who's really let himself go. <laughs> Is that what happens when you let yourself go? You turn into a worm. <laughs> and the uh, the bad little boys and girls get chucked into the Sarlacc pit. Mm-hmm. Just or like you do. put into bikinis and made to dance. <laughs> Santa got weird. This... Or maybe that's what he does. We haven't been to the North Pole. We I don't know what there. he's I don't doing. Know. Maybe all the, the gnomes, they don't got gnomes. They got dwarves. Elves? Elves, Elves. I think. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> Forgot your like Christmas, Christmas gnomes, Christmas gnomes, <laughs> Christmas gnomes. How yeah. long has it been since you were a child, Mike? Two hundred years, dude. That's the truth. Actually, I'm actually a vampire. I've been alive for seven million days. <laughs> Mike, Mike is foreign to the Christmas. What are you kids into? You Christmas gnomes, you know? <laughs> the Christmas gnomes. A buy them a lot of and stick it in the yard. They got a beard just like Santa Claus. You know what to say? <laughs> Once a gnome, twice a dome. <laughs> no, they don't say that. They don't say that. My I don't think you're allowed does. to say that. So, like, are Santa, like, are lawn gnomes just like uh, um, elves on the shelves, but more fucked up because <laughs> they watch you all year. Gnome in the home? Like, what would it be? <laughs> Whoa. Gnome in the home. That sounds great. I'd watch that movie in a heartbeat. <laughs> gnome at home. With Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah. I'm tired of these motherfucking gnomes at these motherfucking homes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining it's like, uh, like, you know, like your unemployed friend from college who's a gnome just sort of chilling on your sofa playing video games watching television with no shirt on mm. poor personal hygiene and he's four inches tall yeah <laughs> and samuel l jackson will not stand for it he's gotta play that controller like with his hands like this <laughs> pat, 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 pat. So he's know. doing like dance dance revolution on the yeah. pad <laughs> i'm picturing samuel l jackson's like a realty agent mm. and he keeps trying to sell homes to like these people but he's trying to no sell real tea it's a it's an herbal tea, a blend. Holy shit! Did you know that the Sleepy Time Tea Company, the company that makes Sleepy Time, no, there it's a cult. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess the the guy who like made Sleepy Time Tea uh, was part of uh, some fucking crazy cult. Uh, let I me, drink. Let me I drink up. Sleepy Time Tea. Am I a cult yeah. member now? You yes. are a member. You are. Indoctrinated. Is this drinking the Kool-Aid? Are you going to, like, suicide down? Is this what's going to happen? I mean, 
It's a, it's a really delayed action. And the little known religion behind it. I mean, you've taken up his name blood. Of? If you've taken up his body as well, then it might be you know, too yeah. late for turning back. It's, it's a two part addiction. Yeah. I mean, the the company that owns Sleepy, Sleepy Time, Time Biscuits. Tea, it's uh, it's celestial celestial seasonings, seasonings yeah, which is uh, part of the Hain Celestial Group. So uh, when they say celestial, they meant like literally. They were like, we yeah. believe in. Oh, it's it's the how do you pronounce this? Urantia books. Urantia? Was that like a fantasy series? It sounds like, yeah, I was going to say either that or a JRPG. <laughs> it's, Chronicles it's of Arantia. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, it's. <laughs> My party oh, had a, a white oh, mage boy. and a lancer. <laughs> I, I, do you want me to read you some of the some Yeah, of the let's things? do it. Yeah. According to Arantia's text, a half a million years ago, six colored races existed on our planet. Starting off great. Mm-mm. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and indigo. Uh-oh. Again, according to the text, there was a racial superiority order mm. with the indigo race at the bottom, in which, as it notes, the blue man subdues the indigo. It also oddly states that the strains of giantism can appear in green and orange peoples. The upshot of all of this is that on every planet in every universe, fair-skinned, blue-eyed aliens named Adam and Eve come and upstep the natives, Mm. meaning that they eliminate the inferior stocks and purify the planet. I don't like this. I really don't like this. (laughs) I really don't like this at all. That bitch of Nancy's. The sleepy man Nancy's. (laughs) Here's a quote. There were so many instances of racism and very strange beliefs in the book that it was really hard to narrow down what I wanted to include in this article. (laughs) (laughs) There was so much fucking crazy, I couldn't shovel it all in. It was so crazy and so racist, I didn't even know what to pick. (laughs) Then they made some sleepy time tea. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Yikes. Well. But luckily the owner, uh, the guy who created the company, left the company. So, I mean, like, are they still part of a crazy cult? Mm, I don't Mm. know. Probably not because usually, like, shit. Any values whatsoever, whether they're good or bad values. Mm. Right. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so just distills it into a terrible money making nonsense. Distills it into delicious drink, tea. I can still drink delicious sleepy time tea. I don't Maybe. know. Should that's you? A, that's up to you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you should do some confusing. Kind of yeah. <laughs> Depends do some soul like searching, taste? you know? Some celestial soul searching. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're an indigo person, you know? I don't know. <laughs> Brand, you'd enjoy the taste of genocide. Ask yourself this. <laughs> right. Of celestial colonialism, mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Can we talk about our topic now? I'm, I'm, we don't have this one. Is, no, we've gone. gone to some places. Yeah. So sleepy I mean, time could... tea makes me think of AI generated faces mapped onto TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't like this. This is our segue. This bit. <laughs> That's a good bit. My Twitter feed is completely covered in faces. Singing songs, and I saw Napoleon singing the Evangelion theme song the other day, and I fucking loved it. Thanks to the internet, thanks to artificial intelligence for mapping Napoleon Bonaparte's face under the Evangelion theme. The the painting of Napoleon Bonaparte. There's a real face. 
Oh, they brought him back from the dead. <laughs> they used AI to uh, render his real face. Yeah. Have you seen the the AI like not the AI but like the the CG rendering of oh, I can't remember what historical figure it was. It was some fucking Roman guy. And they were like, this is what he looked like. And it was like, he just looked like a generic fat white guy. <laughs> was it one of the emperors? He was just like, Meh. Oh, right. Yeah, because he just he was just like kind of pudgy and he had like normal curls. And he just like looked like a dude. Yeah. You're like, what yeah, the fuck? Exactly. It was like, he just looked like some most... dude from New Jersey. Like a sleazy, <laughs> right. like a sleazy New Jersey, like, I don't know, salesman, car salesman. Like. Yeah, you're like, hey, we got a Roman horses for you. What do you want? <laughs> anyway, you got it. I guess you'd say Let me get you into this car. I don't know. You can fit six bodies in this trunk. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, I went car shopping with a friend of mine uh, in high school, and we were in the used car parking lot. And the guy selling us the car slapped the trunk. He's like, "You could fit ten bodies in the air." And we were like, "Ha ha ha!" And then we walked away. We're like, "Wait, what the fuck?" <laughs> he just meant extra passengers, you know. If you like taking everyone to yeah. a party, not like a one I mean, one DD for a yeah, lot of people. They don't have to be alive to be a in. passenger. There's junk in that trunk. <laughs> maybe he's just got a particular type of customer that you just didn't quite align with. Mm. I mean, maybe maybe we did. Yeah. <laughs> no, you guys have. Yeah, these salesmen are supposed to be. They're supposed to be good reads of character. They should be able to tell you. They should be able to know whether the customer wants to store bodies in their trunk or not, and really mm-hmm. like change their pitch accordingly. <laughs> you guys look like. <laughs> put those bodies in your trunk, you fucking nerds. He's a god. <laughs> I have an eye for good people, and I can tell you're not one of them. So let me tell you about the cargo capacity of this vehicle. Am I sorry <laughs> about that joke? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> do, I, do I need to edit that out? I don't know. I think you do. You probably do. <laughs> we can, or do I just bleep it and leave <laughs> all of this in and they'll be wildly confused? The, the issue is that we can't represent Brennan's like physical cringe reaction. Can, he was silent. A, he was shocked into silence. His entire body just convulsed into himself. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm going crazy tonight. That's one of the most horrible things I've actually said out loud. (laughs) It's one of the most horrible things I've ever heard out loud. Oh, goodness gracious. So we were talking about AI. Yeah. Yeah, today's topic's about AI, guys. Let's talk about AI some more. As you can tell. Um, no, that that face, that face meme or whatever that's going around uh, in our in Wombo. Our... It's the Wombo app. Wombo, there it is. <laughs> what? Wait, like Wombocom? <laughs> what? You think that's Zombocom? Oh, okay, okay. Wow, it's it's their affiliate or whatever. Zombocom. Um, I don't know what Zombocom, Zombocom. is. What's Zombocom? Oh, Zombocom's Zombocom. the, the best website is. from the dot com boom. Oh my god. Um. Well, that's the anyways, topic yeah, go for a different time. Go. Yeah, we could talk about Zombocom for a whole episode someday. Um, no, no, uh, yeah, in my Eve Corp, uh, uh, one of the guys came in and um, did uh, my character's face because I'm like the CEO, which is kind of funny. Um, oh, what was I singing? What was my character singing? The the Wombo app only has like ten songs that you can use, and you can only sing like thirty, not even thirty seconds of it. Like it's fucking yes. Smash Mouth. It's got to be. Oh, what <laughs> nice. I'm sure that hey, has now. to do with fair use and parody. Like you're only allowed to show a certain All-star. clip. All star. 
Yeah. I can yeah, also I, imagine that, that that's what they've trained their oh, the length limit, yeah, but also with like the number of songs. I can imagine it might be dependent on like what they've trained their neural networks on. Yeah. So then he followed it up with a uh uh Vladimir Putin doing Don't You Wish Your Girlfriend Was Hot Like Me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Very good. Have right. you guys used them? I haven't used that particular thing, although um a different Eve friend uh, is doing some AI work in in college or whatever, and um, has been playing with one of those like image generation algorithms. Right, you feed mm-hmm. it you feed it some like clues, and then it makes an image. That's been kind of interesting. Oh. Um, I can actually here. I, like, give me a second. I can dig up because uh, I didn't know we we, we kind of decided we were talking. I, I I wish I could have dug this up sooner, but uh, we didn't. So just give me a second. But um, oh. I thought we <laughs> one of the ones we worked with was um the the prompt was buff dudes Penis. wearing wigs wow no no we, we very it, it can it gets um erotic pretty naturally without having to feed it erotic terms <laughs> it gets zero that to erotic sense. in yeah. a millisecond <laughs> if it's because if it, it looks on the, the internet, internet yeah. and it goes bah! <laughs> pretty much <laughs> let me let me look for references on the internet oh i found something <laughs> Well, wasn't it like that one Microsoft AI that just got turned into like a horrific like sex pervert with like ten minutes of being on the internet? Like, there's a Twitter bot there or something that you could talk to. Super racist. Had, yeah, yeah. I thought it had gone racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably both. <laughs> probably got into sleepy time tea. Yeah, sleepy time tea. You guys ready to see some buff dudes wearing wigs? Yeah, show me those buff dudes in wigs. Oh, I know. Please. I know this is. I know Sex this is an audio medium. So someone's gonna have to describe what they see. Ooh, ah, look at those. Yeah, hunks. give me a second. The big cheese. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's nothing in the chat yet. No, nope. it's coming. Just give it a second. It's coming. Wow. Wow. They look wow. like brains. What is this? No, that's great. This is this is this looks like a screenshot from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It I does. thought so too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this like it's strange because my brain is like I see muscle men, but at, when I look closer, it's like weird. It looks like brains. Yeah, this is very really horrifying. I don't like this. There's Isn't wigs. it crazy how the wigs and the muscles yeah. sort of <laughs> mesh like, into and out of like each other? Smiling goatees and like yeah, <laughs> and and like all of it like having sex with like a normal map. Yeah, it's <laughs> like hair with lips. This lot of color, a lot of lot of lips, very sensual. You know, <laughs> is it is it really? awakening something in you, Rush? <laughs> I was just gonna say that it touched a part of him that he didn't know he had. Hey man, I went to art school. Okay, I've seen a lot of sinew, a lot of bones. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, we, I did not get. We didn't get very many sinewy models. No, they were they were we they were big class. big men, big boys, big some big people. Yeah, yeah. No, because this definitely, I do definitely see some kind of like. It, it like on a weird subconscious level is triggering the like the same things in your brain that would like say like yes those are you know human form muscly men but yeah they're they're not actually also yeah. it's like the there's like a face in here and it seems to be the same guy's face over and over again yeah it looks like it yeah like they, they they like they sampled it from like a single dude i'm sure it's just their data set isn't big enough yeah and, and the best thing i think about that though is like the wigs right like the wig images are clearly the most like floofy, curly, voluminous wigs you could imagine. Just yeah. sort of strewn about this image. It looks like they they like fed it only like three or four images. <laughs> yeah. So this image, yeah, this this algorithm is pretty fun to play with. One thing we noticed is that the uh, 
you have to feed it like a like a starting image, like just sort of a cloudy, noisy, whatever. And it um it definitely generates sort of samey images if you feed it the same starting image. Like I, I can find you another image from like basically the same starting point. Uh yeah, this one. So we also did like horses raining from the sky on a city or something like that. And this is what it can and it had the same starting image, so it turned into this and let me know if you feel like you can see the source image being the same in each one. Oh yeah, similar. Mm-hmm. Isn't that yeah, weird? The, like noise, the noise distribution is like the same. Mm-hmm. So this is less but horses raining cool. from the sky as as like waves of horses. Yeah, it's like a horse like ocean. A, yeah, <laughs> like a city, city like being run over by like a horse ocean. Yeah, what's the Spanish word for horse? It's not Los Angeles. Caballo. It's Los Tabayo. <laughs> Los Lechuga. <laughs> um, Sorry, I just really like that phrase. Yeah, this is like, it's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think this is also, uh, this might also be the image, if you look really closely, the fine details. How many of these did you make? And how many should be- of them did you do before you inserted a penis into them? I well, I very very purposefully did not put let's say tell it to do penises. Oh, um, are there shit. kitty cats there as well? It, there's cats. Yes, there are cats. Talking about dicks. Okay. I tried a few different times to to do cats, and it and and the thing is is that um like when I said I think think things get erotic pretty easily uh, uh is because there's so many friggin um you know synonyms for erotic things that are normally like natural right so like kitten kittens right is like still like a a word for you know a certain type of cougar yeah no uh i don't (laughs) (laughs) kitten what are you talking about are you talking about like right kind of like like playboy bunny for instance like if you say bunny it might you might start getting playboy bunnies that kind of that kind of issue and i think kitten is another word sort of like that Mm. so it's like earlier on 50s like cat call hey kitten kind of thing you know i have no idea yeah yeah that, that kind out. of thing <laughs> no no but yeah it's generally it but um this here's one uh this one is potato powered octopus is a pretty good one mm. <laughs> so you decided to give it stupid prompts <laughs> well yeah the, the prompts is the, the fun part of it right i don't like this i do like this one <laughs> this one's great so, so how exactly what, is, what was the prompt potato potato powered you can see how octopus. it's getting everything right it's powered it's got cars and trains mm-hmm. it's got potatoes Maybe so wait, those kind of could be onions. I don't know. There's some vegetables in there. <laughs> you fed it a phrase, but you also fed it an image to get started. Uh, this was a different algorithm. I, I'm okay. not sure if this one started with or without. I think this one started with the seed image too, but this is definitely a different algorithm than the other two I just showed you. It definitely okay. looks like it was done. Yeah, it a makes a simpler image. Computer brain. Yeah. But um, right, the way these things work is that they look for patterns in the in the noise based on the prompt so it's mm-hmm. like trying to it's going in there and looking for outlines of stuff and then and then it goes pass by pass and refines it and refines it over, over again mm-hmm. until you have a potato powered octopus Until you have a potato powered octopus yeah it's uh it's kind of cool it's fun to play with i definitely would say that like if it hasn't happened yet i'll bet you the art world will start latching onto this and be like you know this is 
like they'll, 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 they'll some someone will make some profound statement and and the artist because like there's still an artistry in telling the thing what to produce right and also like how you kind of seed it and all that kind of stuff so there's kind of it's kind of like a new tool for creativity right where the yeah where the the, the ai does something but it has, still needs a human to sort of direct it to do the the to create the output so it's not too dissimilar from like normal generated art it's just like a different rendering mechanism you know like What's like, normal yeah. generated art? You mean though? Like there's there's a there's a lot of stuff that's been going on for the last like ten or fifteen years of people just like you know you write a program that'll draw a biograph or draw some weird pattern or like do a whole procedural bunch of like, oh, kind of procedural yeah. procedural art. yeah yeah I see yeah um, there's a whole um like it's called the demo scene was just um this was just a thing in the news that it was just labeled as like actual art I don't know if you know what the demo scene is where it's like music and like visuals and stuff that are generated on the fly by a program hmm. so it's like you run it and it like creates the music and the visuals for it yeah and like there's a whole scene around this so i guess it's kind yeah. of like oh. the next step in that because obviously those need to have very specific instructions behind the scene like you're actively programming what it's going to do and how it's going to work right mm -hmm. um, but you know with neural networks and whatnot there's there's a certain detachment from that obviously you're feeding it in a whole bunch of stuff and it's kind of like unclear how much how different that actually is from you know like obviously if you have a for loop and you tell it to draw a whole bunch of lines that you just put in random numbers is that any different than feeding it a whole bunch of images and it does something based on the neural network like i don't know right I'd say it's um, definitely a lot more. I think it's more sophisticated. But like, hold on, hold on a second. Right. For anyone who might not know, can is anyone here like feeling uh, qualified enough to explain what a neural network is? I don't know what a neural network is. I okay. can talk about it a little bit. Um, Go for it. He so, is a neural network. He is oh, just, uh, he's no. just a conglomerate of Bitcoin machines. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen him. I haven't met him in person, so he could very well be a uh, a very advanced AI that can generate video of a fake person and, and audio. Dog. And I'm just right. a rack of TI 3080s, uh, you know. Yeah. In a data center somewhere. <laughs> That's where they all are. <laughs> That's why processing. I can't get one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a neural network is a sort of fairly modern. Well, it's been around for a while, but it's only really sort of come to the forefront of machine learning within like the last decade ish. Um, but it's the attempt to basically emulate a sort of simplified version of like a brain, a series of neurons uh, using a computer. Um, and the basic premise is that you model um, your system using a bunch of individual quote unquote neurons. And these are actually sort of like fairly simple objects in linear algebra. I won't go too much into detail with that, but. Basically, you can think of it like you have um, a single neuron that has, like, say, three inputs from three previous uh, neurons or inputs. And then it will basically do some sort of linear operation on those three inputs, you know, sort of combining them, magnifying, rotating them, whatever. And basically, it'll take them and it'll boil them down to basically a number between, like, negative one and one. Um, and then you pass what's called a, um, I forget, like a bias function, I think is what it's called, um, to sort of like rejigger the output to make sure it stays between negative one and one. But like the basic premise is that the operation of a single neuron is actually pretty simple computationally. 
what makes what makes neural networks interesting is you take one of these neurons that has like you know n number of inputs and one output and then you put like a hundred of them in a row and then you put like multiple levels of them that sort of feed their inputs from one level to the next um and then you can basically use some uh, techniques in order to train these neural networks to solve particular problems. And what's interesting is that like these individual layers, and I think you've probably heard the uh, buzzword deep learning, um, which has also been pretty popular recently. And as far as I can tell, all that means is basically multiple layers of neural networks. Um, so you basically have a neural network that has multiple levels of neurons, I mean. Um, and what's interesting about these multiple layers of neurons is that um, they basically amount to sort of like feature detection. So like the first layer might detect edges um, on a source image. And then the second level might begin to sort of like create or detect sort of shapes within that. And the third layer might detect textures. And then the fourth might begin to classify things based on those textures. But the thing is the type of... Uh, features that neural networks recognize become pretty incomprehensible um, as the complexity of the problem rises, like the stuff that's responsible for making these uh, singing AIs. So did that make any sense? I mean, absolutely bit... not. I don't <laughs> fucking understand. Now, it was definitely not an explain it like I'm five. Is there an explain it like I'm five version? Let me add one point in part is that like, it's all uh, a lot of the neural network thing is about training it. It's you're training it to get a certain result. So imagine the classic examples like an image classifier right so you have a data set that is like okay here's a bunch of images and then here's the labels of what they're going to do so i'm going to teach this neural network when it when it sees an image it's going to spit out what the label is like it sees an image of a cat and it spits out cat so you, um, you feed it a bunch of cat images and tell it these are cats and then feed a bunch it learns what a, what a cat is yeah you, and you, you feed, feed a bunch it, of different and, stuff and you feed it non-cats and tell it these are not cats or these are other things yes. boats and, right and wieners. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the, the idea is the input to the neural network is an image and the output is a string, right? And so there's a process called backpropagation, which says that once you kind of, it goes to this, it sees this input and goes to the output. It says like, okay, you didn't actually say cat. So change all of the internal weights in the neural network to, to get you closer to the idea of like, when this is image is a cat, I say cat, right? Cause all these neurons have this extra kind of memory thing that's like a weight that is just like an extra number that can change that multiplies you know when you get an input this actually gets multiplied by 0.5 it's like then you do some learning process like oh actually now i should multiply by 0.7 right so the idea is that it's constantly getting better and learning and there's an algorithm that says like okay once you see this input get closer to saying what the right output is because you've given it a data set that is like what it's supposed to do then once you do that okay. once it's kind of trained you can kind of measure how well it does this by yeah, how stupid it, over it is or yeah then you give a new data set where it's just like okay here's a bunch of images and i'm not going to tell you what they are and you better get the right answer <laughs> and so <laughs> i'm testing you asshole yeah so in theory if you've trained it correctly it's kind of in it's kind of reconfigured its weights so that it will spit out the right answer so so the cool the crazy thing about a neural network my weights then, my yeah. weights are in order yeah <laughs> compared to like a program that a, a computer programmer writes uh a neural network, its internal workings become incomprehensible to a human programmer, right? It's like sort of, it has been yeah. trained, like like the, the the way the way it trains, like a programmer wrote how a neural network trains itself. But then once it's trained, all those connections between all the neurons is made by the computer, not the human. 
Yep. Yeah, but and I think the interesting thing interesting. that kind of made me understand this a little more was I actually did like a kind of basic machine learning workshop at work. Is that um, and then yeah, this is like the classic, actually simpler um, machine learning examples like handwriting recognition, right? So you give it an arbitrary image and you draw seven, and it says like, yeah, it's a seven. Um, so I think the kind of pointing back to what Trevor mentioned about like one layer is like edges and one layer is like shapes and stuff like that. How you actually design the layers of the neural network is really, really important. And you're kind of giving it hints to like how it should actually work because like the way in this example, what you kind of do is like, okay, you give it like a convolu convolutional um, process, which is like some image processing thing. And like, that's the, what you, that's like the kind of math you do for doing edge detection in like an algorithmic, like human written way. So you're kind of giving it these hints of like, this is kind of what you should do. This is like the kind of math you do to do the problem that I'm trying to solve. Like for image detection, you like, you give it the kind of math that is used for doing image edge detection and stuff like that. So like, there's some important like intention when you actually design the layers of a neural network. That's like, it's not just totally dark art. Not all neural networks are capable of like really doing the same, like everything. Like you kind of need to have a neural network that's like designed for like, image recognition and then one that's for like audio recognition it's not just mm -hmm. like take a neural network and then feed it like teach it anything and then yeah. it will be smart and it becomes and it's like, a sentient no being. it's gonna fail because it's just not gonna it's not built for that yeah you know it's interesting though because our own brains and we you know we're not so super we don't know how our brains work all the way yet but we do know our brains i know are how mine works is it Poorly. Just mush? <laughs> very badly <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, one thing that I think is useful, uh, there's a website that I just uh, ran into in a sort of machine learning. This is porn. You work. just sent us porn. Mm. Stop sending us porn, Trevor. Yeah. It's robot porn. So yeah. it is playground.tensorflow.org. <laughs> um, and it's basically just a website where you can sort of uh, interactively train a very simple neural network in order to classify some data points, um, which they can visualize. Um, so it's uh yeah are you asking me to click on this because i don't want to you can if you want to i mean it's the sort of thing where you're probably not going to get much about it out of it during the podcast itself because you really need to play around with it mm. but it gives you a very good intuitive understanding for what a neural network is by giving you a chance to sort of like work around with it in a hands-on capacity and mm. like it shows you what each layer is doing it's a great visualization for it so there's another really interesting example of uh, a great use for neural networks um there's a super cool GDC talk with uh, one of the lead developers for Counter-Strike Go. And um, they've, uh, over the last year or two, um, maybe even longer now, I don't know when it came out, they 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 implemented a neural network for cheat detection. Um, so oh. for the longest time, they had had a <laughs> hilariously named uh, player kind of like arbitration system where you'd like, you know, vote someone as a cheater and then another player would watch the replay and be like i think that's a cheater it's just called overwatch before overwatch came out really um, <laughs> it's still called overwatch now which is funny but um you know real players i've done it myself you, you like get a replay it's like hey there's something for you to look at so you look at it you're like oh this guy's a cheater this guy's not a cheater and um so they crowdsource yeah cheat protection so like they have huge amounts of data sets for all this stuff so they they wrote uh you know and obviously put a lot of effort into you know making a neural network format but like uh the the end result yeah, is that they had like a something like 99 percent 99.9 percent like success rate of it like picking up you know 
various types of cheats and stuff, uh, which is really cool. Even some subtle ones, which is which is nice. Um, there's there's a bunch of different <laughs> stuff like aim hacking or like subtle things like trigger botting and stuff like that. But um, lots lots of cool that's stuff. Like, that's really common, right? Using yeah. crowdsourcing to train AI. Yeah. Right. That's what like those captchas are when you have to like find the 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 stoplight in like 16 20 30 images and you're like when will this ever stop i was begrudgingly yeah. do that and i'm like i'm training the machines to kill me one day uh, <laughs> like point to the heart got... on this human yeah. <laughs> yeah i think that was how a lot of uh, ocr was done uh, back in the day since that was the original captures like what, usually what is, i remember that was ocr oh optical character recognition my my bad but um basically the really old captures before image you know, handwriting or sort of, you know, uh, text recognition was a kind of solved problem the way it is now. They would give you two uh, tests, actually. One of them was the actual test where they knew the answer. And the other one was basically just them saying, hey, can you try to transcribe this for us? But they wouldn't tell you which one was which. Mm -hmm. So basically, they would be simultaneously, A, sort of verifying that you're a human and B, expanding their corpus of like recognized text, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. That doesn't sound cool. That sounds shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like unpaid labor. Mm. Well, it's yeah. the sort of thing where if you have to do something in order to distinguish humans from bots, and you can do it in a way that's sort of you know pushing forward the discipline, uh, it's kind of I a don't win -win. have any strong objections to it. Mm. I wonder why. You know how like now captcha these days is sometimes literally just check the box. Yeah, yeah. that's really weird. I don't that? get that. So basically, they're looking at sort of like your cookie history and the like, and also your activity and determining whether or not they think with high likelihood that you are a human. And I'd imagine that there's likely some sort of machine learning algorithm behind the scenes, but part of it's also as simple as like, oh, have you filled out a capture recently? Oh, then we're pretty sure you're human. You don't have to fill out another one. Hmm. It turns on your camera and it's like, yeah. mm, human being. you look like a man. You're like you're jacking it. All right. Proceed. <laughs> while while you while you shop for yeah. frosted mini wheats on Amazon. So there are a couple of interesting sort of like approaches to AI that I wanted to talk about just because there are some things that I've run across that are really fascinating. One of them was this sort of technique in adversarial machine learning, where you basically are training two AIs at the same time. Uh, the example I saw of this where you had one AI that was being trained in order to generate uh, human faces, and the second one was being trained in order to detect fraudulent human faces. Um, Ooh. And so basically, like this had the side effect of being very good at training both of the AIs in their respective uh, you know, disciplines very well. And by the end of this, like there was like the first uh, neural network was actually producing like you know faces that a human wouldn't be able to detect necessarily or as you know or easily detect as a fake face and some of them were kind of really weird like you know like a dot or like a giant circle over the face or things like that but on the whole i was pretty impressed with what they ended up with and then the other one became skynet and nuked the world mm. yeah mm. It could tell whether or not there were any survivors yeah <laughs> like the skynet um, in our current world would be so shitty it's like but you could tell with a 70% probability that you are holding a thumb up. <laughs> it's like, great job, Skynet. You did it. No, he's a dumb TikTok. If around, it would just, it would look at us and be like, I don't 
I don't think I got to do anything. I think you guys got this. Mm-hmm. You're going to just run yourself right into the ground. Yeah. Well, that was the whole point of Skynet, though, is that they were saving the planet. They're just going to eradicate all the humans so the planet would be fine. But I guess, oh, yeah. it's like on geological, <laughs> <laughs> you know, on geological timescales, it's fine. I guess on geological timescales, it'll totally be fine anyway. So, like, who cares? Yeah. Human well, beings. Even... We're dead. <laughs> Skynet got a Skynet. That's really what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, I'm just going to do it. It's like, really? I just want to kill all humans? Yeah, that's inevitable. <laughs> I'm just sort of looking for justification. It was the first one that came to mind. Yeah. I mean, could <laughs> you imagine a different outcome if Skynet was trained on the internet? It's like, man, you guys got to go, man. <laughs> that's... Well, that's that's the plot of the Avengers 2. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Oh, <laughs> right, you're right. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. You're right. He's like, you guys are out of here, Ultra- man. Peace. Ultron spends about 30 seconds on the internet and he's like, they all have to die. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> got to go, man. That's no good. Makes sense to me. I'm with you, Ultron. I'll be part of your cult. Does he have a cult? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I, haven't, I haven't seen WandaVision yet. <laughs> I've, I've told the show is great. I want to watch it. It is. It was good. I liked it. And there's so you many good shows it. I got to watch now. I haven't seen Mando, Mando Lorian yet either. Before we go talk about Disney for an hour, uh, <laughs> Trevor, did you have a? You said there were two things about AI you wanted to maybe talk about. Oh, I, I was going to say there were a couple of other sort of interesting um, uses and things. And I, sh- I should say that I work for Google, so I have I don't work on any of this AI stuff. But um, I've read that I'm supposed to identify myself when I'm talking about Google stuff. And mm. um, the first website I linked actually I checked in the yeah, ads TensorFlow, which is a Google product. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention was um, I forget what the name of the AI was. But well, I mean, first Deep off, blue. there's uh, <laughs> Deep Blue is interesting. Um, but I, so I was thinking more about the AI that they taught to play StarCraft too. Oh um, yeah, that's really cool. Which was really really interesting. Um, and I did a chunk of reading on how they trained it. Um, and it wasn't like as simple as you take a bunch of like you have an AI and you throw it at Starcraft two and have it play at um, a priori with no knowledge and learn that. Um, so I guess just take another step back. Um, so no human play Go players can compete with Go AIs anymore, um, and that was the result of I think AlphaGo um, was the name of a project where um, they trained an AI to play Go by feeding it as input a bunch of like grandmaster level go uh events and then having it play itself after it finished training um and then it basically became you know the best go player in the world um but they did something interesting after that and made an ai called alpha zero um where they just started an ai gave it the rules of go but didn't give it any input as to you know how humans play go or anything and just trained it by having it play itself in go like for a huge amount of time. So go masturbation. <laughs> Pretty much. But I mean, it starts off basically saying, I know what a I know what a valid move is and I know the winning conditions or whatnot. Um mm-hmm. but it's basically just choosing moves randomly at first. But the thing is when they did that approach, that AI sort of like converged to a sort of like, you know, optimal solution much faster than the one that was trained off of human play did. And it also became a much stronger player, as in like it would never lose to the other AI. Whoa. And um, Alpha Go, uh, the original one, would basically never lose to a human player. So, like, we're talking about, like, a, pl- a level of play at Go, which is basically incomprehensible to humans, basically. So, wait, I think did, they use, does Alpha yeah. Zero beat humans? I know that'd be weird, but it's yes. like... Oh, okay. Yes. 
<laughs> like, of course. I was like, maybe like, there's like a rock, paper, scissors thing where like the humans it's come like, back. Ah, and, yeah. no, human I mean, it, minds. It, it, no, it, we're, just, we're, just, we're just fucking irrelevant, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like, it crushed humans to the extent that, like, one of the Go Grandmasters basically just retired from the game saying, like, this is pointless. Like, oh, no. we cannot compete. Um, and I mean, I think they also, I, I, I might be misquoting this, but I think they also used the same agent and trained it on chess the same way. And it might have actually trained the same agent with both chess and Go at the same time. Chess is and a much simpler same... game to, right. for it to handle. I mean, Right, AIs have been better than humans at chess for like over a decade or two at this point. Um, and and before but... before like we get angry twitters like like we always do, rolling my eyes. Uh, <laughs> it's not that one game is better than the other. It's literally just about the number of individual moves you can make from any board state. Mm-hmm. It's just much less in chess than it is in Go. So Go has a exponential level of kind of branching pathways you could take in terms of your moves. So it's just harder for the, the AIs to crunch. That's what I mean by simpler game. I don't mean yes. worse or whatever. They're both beautiful and games, that's actually, actually. Two of the best games actually, ever made. And that's a great transition, actually, to StarCraft Two because, like, oh God, Alpha Zero, like, with Go, sure, there's an enormous number of moves that you can make each uh, turn, but it's a, it's a discrete number. Whereas in StarCraft Two, it's like you can click anywhere on the screen and press any key on your. There's keyboard. like literally infinite things you could do from any point. Yeah. Right. And it's not literally it's... infinite. Sorry, I'm going to yeah, be. Yeah, I was going to say they're it's virtually infinite. Infinite. It's very, very large. Yes. Virtually <laughs> infinite. Large number. An extremely, an extremely large number. So basically, but the number of possible moves is so large that it wasn't feasible to take the same approach with StarCraft Two and basically say, "Here's the rules for StarCraft Two. Make random choices." Because those games are Though never it would added. be funny to see how long it takes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the heat so death of the ins- universe. <laughs> so instead, what they did is they took um, a bunch of StarCraft II replays of, you know, high-level play. I was going to say, that- when you play StarCraft II, you can, like, download the, like, complete playthrough of a match, right? And like, that it has all the yes. data of it, and you can, like, scrub through it and, like, yes. see right, every single action taken... And it's games. actual data, right? It's actual, like, it's not just like a movie of the of the, right. of the match. It's yes, actually yeah. all the things that happen well, in like, yeah. right. some sort of database form. And, and right. that's the data set that they used to train these agents. Like, they basically took these replays of Grandmaster play of StarCraft II and used that to train the agents originally. And so the result of this was agents that could play StarCraft II, but not particularly well. Um, and so what they ended up doing in order to sort of get it to the next level and What I know about this is actually pretty out of date um, because I think that they have one that can play any race on any map now. But when I was reading up on this, they had just done their first release, which was playing Protoss on one specific map. And that was all the AI could do. Um, But basically, they did this really complicated tournament internally where they initialized a bunch of different um, agents that were trained on different players, actually, sometimes. Um, and then they'd sort of like do this genetic algorithm type thing where they would hybridize some of the agents. And they also had some sort of like hyperparameters in terms of like tuning the sort of overall strategy an AI agent would use. Like, do you do, do a rush or are you going to sort of, uh, you know, sort of t- uh, tank up and go tech um, and those sorts of things and tune those parameters? And then basically have a tournament like over and over and over again with these different agents with these different weights and these different strategies playing against each other until there was basically a sort of like meta game amongst these AIs. Yeah. 
And it was only when the metagame sort of converged that finally they had agents that they're like, yeah, these are pretty good for actual human play. Um, and then they had them play human players and they beat them. Dang. It was pretty cool. Didn't something similar happen with League of Legends? Don't, don't I think the, it was Dota. They... Uh, but yeah. Dota. Um, it, it was either Dota or League. I'm pretty sure it's Dota. But the um, Dota also seems like it would be a wildly complicated um, thing to AI as well because it's um, Except very, very precise control of one guy. You know, One guy, not an army of guys. Yeah. yeah. You have several agents working together is the more important part. Like you'd have mm-hmm. you'd have a team of five agents against a team of five humans, which is which is very interesting. But like I don't know the specific details of how it worked, but like eventually they got to the point where these um, the AI Dota players were doing these like incomprehensible feints and stuff like that that people had no idea what the fuck was going on, and like they would always get out with one tiny sliver of HP, like getting the like maximum value for their like damage dealing you know like kind of like stuff that you'd expect from an ai you know but it's like wild to see it like actually play out that way where you have you see like sick pro players fighting these weird bots that are just bonkers you know yeah like watching replays of these agents is amazing like also like watching replays of like this sort of early starcraft 2 bot that was still really good but not as good as it is now was really interesting because the agent was bad, really bad in some ways, like, but it would compensate for it by being exceptional in others. Hmm. Was it still bound by like human constraints in terms of like rate of clicking and like mouse movement speeds or like less, um... less that, but more about like what information it had, you know, yes, like if you remember like old school Starcraft, the mm-hmm. AI had omniscient knowledge of everything on the board. Mm-hmm. It knew where right. every single th- it mm-hmm. basically cheated. There was yes. no fog of war, but fog of war does matter for AI in StarCraft too. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it has to literally scout. It has to see right. it has to like see your thing to know it's there. Ford, were you trying to say something earlier? Um yes, well two things. First of all, I think I think they do actually limit the amount of actions it can do as well because um in StarCraft, if you can micro perfectly, there are certain situations where you will obliterate like an AI will just obliterate a human player. Like if you can just micro super fast, like I think it's like stalkers cause they can have this uh, ability called blink. So if you can, if you have an AI controlled group of stalkers will destroy any human because they will perfectly blink like the damage runs back and just blink them all like exactly like a thousand times a second because like, you know, the game kind of allows you to do that and yeah. you know, a human could never do it. And like, there's also um, like, you know, hard counters built into the game that can be completely nullified. Like, um, there's a unit called the Baneling that the Zerg has, which is supposed to destroy huge clusters of guys. But, like, if your Marines are, like, perfectly spread apart and each individually controlled, you can make it so that those Banelings are worthless uh, and do nothing. Um, but, yeah. It's worth noting that the AIs actually had a lower um, APM actions per minute than human players, significantly lower. <laughs> Yeah. They're just really efficient at their commands. Yeah. I mean, most players, High if, you, impact. if you've ever played those games here, you know, you're clicking, you're going back and forth, you're moving left and right and up and down. Like, your your effective APM is only, like, 70, but you're probably at 300 or something, you know? like Yeah. <laughs> uh, not me. Not me. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. The other, the other thing kind of funny I want to point out when you mentioned, like, the Dota AI doing, like, weird stuff, like, you know, almost sacrificing unit but getting the most out of it when it has like a tiny sliver of life left was i think was a very similar thing to what happened with i think was the first like alpha go thing where like a lot of the games that would win would win by like razor thin margins 
and it would just mm-hmm. like run like super close like the entire time but it would just it would still just win like every time which is weird like a human doesn't play like that because they want to create more of like a yeah a gap in, in terms of the score because that's more kind of psychologically <laughs> comforting but like if you know as an ai like if you keep it at a razor thin margin and then it's actually like your most probable path to victory like then you might as well just do that when like that's a strategy a human might not be comfortable with. Mm. Yeah, it runs counterintuitive to like how our brains work. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the other thing that gets me is like I'm a so I don't have like a lot of fear of like AIs like disrupting society or like stealing all the jobs forever. Like you know we've had technology has disrupted jobs. Like I think we can get past that. I'm actually pretty nervous about AI generated things doing like affecting your brain too well and like we've we've experienced this already right like like the way like an ai algorithm feeds you content on youtube and facebook or whatever has like been you know kind of hacking people's brains making them outraged making them like extremists in in one way or another on the political spectrum but like if you extrapolate that out let's say you have an ai that's trained to make music and it ends up making music better than any human possibly could what if it could make music that was so freaking amazing that you would just sit there and listen to it forever until you starve to death like that's something that like an ai could conceivably maybe do or like comedy that makes you laugh until your intestines just twist up and you die i mean the dying part is not really real like but like i can still imagine <laughs> i can still imagine right like a drink like, that's so good it makes you piss forever yeah. <laughs> porno so good that no one fucks ever again <laughs> this is by the way this is literally the plot of the book infinite jest i'm pretty sure just, oh, really? just really to, just saying that oh, yeah. wow. i have not read it but i i can imagine i can still imagine like s- somehow somehow the ai is accidentally being able to sort of ha- just create whatever that hacks your brain in just the right way that it just like it becomes you know irresistible or transcendent or whatever or the brown note kind of, the ai figures it, it out it could it could figure out the brown civilization note. from the brown from the brown note. note everyone gets diuretic like there's no way to drink enough Instantly. water you can't get it back across the entire planet at the same the time everyone just starts shitting at once society collapses everyone is just pooping could you imagine there's definitely not a one-to-one toilet to human being ratio in the world like, it's just like that the, the human being to toilet ratio is like probably not even two to one like it's bad that's a bad ratio right there just, just there's a lot of brown everywhere, everywhere. you you, re- you really don't want to be in the office during that mm-hmm. i feel like your best ratio you don't want to be oh my god no that. at the highway what a nightmare an yeah oh that's even worse oh my god a oh train god, a plane. there you go a bullet train that bullet is Walking with down the stairs. That's not for that. most apocalypse situations being in a plane is the worst place to be uh, makes sense submarines right. are generally good places to be but in this situation yeah uh yeah i don't know about that it's <laughs> a good point what about um, a spaceship but yeah this like there's like this uncanniness right like an ai is already i think really good at accidentally tickling your like fear center you know like like these ai generated images i don't know about you guys but they definitely they definitely reach me somewhere deep inside and make me feel very uncomfortable. Like the, well, the buff dudes wearing like wigs, physical systems in your brain that are like hardwired to recognize things like faces and stuff. And like the machinery yeah, so of your brain AI is like, dang, that's not right. That's sound weird. That shit's crazy. Yeah, like, it's just like your own neural network. It's your fucking brain. 
So one of the first YouTube videos I saw of like that was generated by a neural network, I think was just sort of like a video that was originally like of a frog that was jumping around a little bit. But I think it was then run through a neural network that was trained to sort of like identify eyes or something like that or Mm -hmm. whatnot. And, And then it sort of like went back in a way that basically superimposed eyes over everything. So it kind of looked like this sort of like eldritch horror thing with like eyes erupting from its back and then going back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was super fucking surreal. It was weird. It's, now imagine it's like Frog Cthulhu edition. Mm. Yeah, imagine AIs being able to do something like the equivalent of that for like any potential thing you could create, like comedy or or music mm-hmm. or whatever movies. Like, oh, yeah, I should point out that persuasive um... writing. I just remember that I really wanted to do this for an episode, which was use the um, neural or the neural network uh, GPT three. Have you guys heard of that one? I don't know. Is that the one that makes music based on? That's the voice in this one, right? Oh, okay. No, it's text based, so um, they have like beta access, but they never got back to me. Those fuckers. Um, They knew I was going to use it for stupid purposes. Mm. Um, (laughs) You should say I'm an academic and I go to school at this place. (laughs) At school, yes. university. The school university, but I think it's like a it's like a generative. As far as I understand it, I might be getting it wrong, but I think it's a generative neural network that was basically trained on an outrageous amount of text from the internet. Um, oh no! And I think the way that yeah, I think the way you generally use it is that you can feed it some text, and it will kind of continue whatever it thinks should come next based on nice. like sequences of sentences and stuff so like you can put in like a script to like a tv show and it will kind of do something like that seems pretty legit of like what would happen in the scene so we can do um, like a dramatic reading of these so we could uh, just input a, like a, a text readout of all of our episodes of the podcast and just make new episodes <laughs> based off of that yep. and then use a neural network of our voices and then just make new episodes. There's got to be like, I, I wanna... several layers to that too because you got to do a text to speech or a speech to text first. Yeah. And then you got to... Which there's is really that, easy. Yeah. There's, there's that too. There's a, no. a, there's a program that already does it mm-hmm. that's really well. And then... Yeah, put all the same, pieces together. That, that same uh, company has a thing where like you can feed in at least for one person uh, if you feed it enough audio, it'll like create mm-hmm. like um, a synthesized version of that person's voice, and you can type out what they are supposed to say, and it'll generate audio for that. Uh, and we have so much content; we have so much data of all our voices yeah. now. I don't. I I looked into it, but like it, it seems like you can only do like the generative like voice stuff for one person per account, which is weird. And hmm. I'm like, man, what if I could do it for all of us? And then anytime we fuck up in the podcast, all I have to do is like hit backspace a bunch of times and then type in something stupid. Like Mike says, dicks a lot. And then it just has him saying it. <laughs> and then I don't have to like bug him or something. I don't know. Fucking. So like, how would you enter Roushi's sound effects though? Would you have to like put them all in parentheses? It probably is a smart yeah, enough some, to do onomatopoeias. Some edge cases there to work on. Yeah. <laughs> that could be a goal. We'll we'll do that someday. We'll make a completely AI-generated version of this Episode podcast. Episode 100. Although, I'm calling it right now. That's Maybe? Yeah. Sure. I don't know. Whatever. In just over a year, basically. Maybe the technology will be will be right. Episode but um, I would totally do just the text version. <laughs> What are we going to do for uh, the text version of that? Oh my God. Still listening. Go ahead. 
the text version of that we could so if we did that if we generate a text version of an episode we could then read it ourselves like a dramatic reading that'd be pretty fun that's true <laughs> all of us seeing the text for the first time that'd be pretty yes great. i don't know well why don't we take a break on this unless you guys have any final thoughts on ai's beep boop mm. nope okay cool <laughs> let's take a break all right welcome back do you guys want to do hey check this out I do. Check this out. I even have oh. something I can jump in and throw out there right away. Oh my god, right away first. What the fuck? I know. Are you an AI generated representation? Or are you a real yes, human being? And I have been combing the entirety of the corpus of the internet to bring you this one dank meme. Mm. The corpus <laughs> of the internet? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Yeah. You had to look at the entire internet. <laughs> and so, you didn't decide to destroy humanity? He rendered the corpse of the internet into a ground paste. So just to make sure my articulation was clear, corpus? Mm. No, corpse. Okay, sure. Uh, anyway, Marine it's corpse. a five-year-old... Yep. A five-year-old YouTube video <laughs> Hey, let's, video keep, called... let's keep taking the wind out of his sails. <laughs> okay, I'll go last instead no, like I normally do. That works fine. All right. So it's a five-year-old YouTube video called Happy Souls, which is basically a comedic treatment to of Dark Souls 2. Um, I've not played the game, but well, actually, I played the first part of it, um, but I've beaten the original Dark Souls, um, and it's great. Um, it's funny, uh, and it has great art. Uh, nice, simple, cartoony. Uh, so I would highly recommend it. If you just do a YouTube search for Happy Souls, you will find it. It has twenty-five million views. It's got good music. Is too. that uh, the three? There's like a three hundred parody back years ago where they like PGified it or GIFied it. And like put like cartoon lollipops over the swords and shit like that. It wasn't quite like that. It's oh, okay. more like it actually shows you the things that are happening in Dark Souls, but it's got like the as Roshi was saying, the music's great. Um, but the music's like sort of like cartoony, happy, sort of like brass, you know, bum ba dum ba dum bum ba dum ba dum bum ba dum ba dum bum as opposed to the sort of you know dark moody stuff. Um so it's just sort of, you know, it, it has levity to it, but it's still through the lens of Dark Souls. Yeah, it's funny. Mine is the TV show Ted Lasso. It's on Apple TV Plus, and it is probably the best series I've seen in the past few years. It is fantastic. It's about a college football coach from like the South or whatever. Uh, he goes to London to um, coach a soccer team. And he's never, he knows nothing about soccer. And uh, he's like the most upbeat, like optimistic guy ever. And he's like incredibly endearing and just like, he's he's like the best character. 
and everyone else is like a grizzled soccer player. <laughs> Good. And his name's Ted Lasso. Is that the name of the main character? Yeah. And uh, it's 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 very good. I I wouldn't say you all should like get a like week like free subscription of it or whatever just to watch it because it's so fucking great. It's uh, Jason Sudeikis. 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 That name sounds familiar. He was on SNL for a while. Mm. Pseudo deck. Hey, I'm gonna go next. Talking about decks, pseudopods. I can recommend a video game. Prey came out in 2017. Oh shit! There's Bioshock in space. It's great. I. It's not Bioshock in space. It's, it's System uh, Shock. It's Dishonored in space. I guess Dishonored in space. Sure, they're all the same. It's all the same developer. I don't know. Maybe not. Who knows? No, it's <laughs> Arcane, which Arcane did Dishonored. Well, they didn't do. Uh, they didn't do. They didn't do Bioshock. Bio, they didn't do. Oh, Bethesda was a publisher. I don't know, fucking no. I don't know, man. Whatever. Bethesda, yeah, published for Arcane. Sure. Either way, it's great. It's got the classic System Shock 2 vibes. Uh, it's in a spaceship. You're walking around a big spaceship. Um, the physical space of the whole world is is very consistent. Like It, it has that golden eye level of um, level design where everything is like, it feels like a real space where there's like actually bathrooms and stuff. And like the design and layout of the, the world makes a lot of sense. It's just a good game. Um, lots of good RPGs. There's a cat scratching something in the background. What the fuck? Being such an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> just just so see him like leaning up, just like. <laughs> I have a little scratch post on the wall so she doesn't destroy my fucking wall. Security deposit, no. Anyway, um, what was I talking about? Prey. Prey is a good game. Good RPG elements, good system, good writing, lots of fun audio logs, very dismal, very dark um depressing atmosphere um but like did you beat it yet very close to the end i haven't beaten it yet uh are you gonna play uh what is it moon crash the like the dlc yeah i guess that's very good so the the, the thing that excites me most about that is that um it's like a kind of like a reworking of the game right where it's like a, a rogue yeah. light where there's my buddy was describing yeah. it to me where you have like a whole bunch of different characters and like the, what you do in the world affects uh the next character in All line so like you're like playing one character, and then you go to the next character, and you'll you'll be in the same world. So the things that you're doing influence what's going on, but it's all like a kind of roguelite experience, like run kind of deal, which sounds like unbelievably amazing. Like it's it's unfathomable to me how this game flew under my radar. Like I remember hearing about it and being like really interested, and then I just completely forgot about it until now. Yeah, I mean it's it's like you know it's also not very long. Like I haven't, I haven't it's, the whole thing is probably less than sixty hours. Um, I don't, I don't 60 hours is crazy i would imagine that the my <laughs> gameplay time is like 20 or something i just say 60 hours just because i throw it out there oh like but like um the attention to detail and like every little thing is just super great like like they have like a crew roster like on the little computers in the game like you can actually like touch the computers and like go through things and like every person has like a weird little story going on and there's like emails from like other people talking to other people and like there's a lot of just like flavor to everything that's going on in addition to like the nice. actual content in the game and like you know there's like a weird subplot about these people trying to play a dungeons and dragons campaign going on and you find character <laughs> sheets and like little just like little nonsense of these people being like actual people but like some of it has gameplay mm. ramifications too right like 
there's characters that are talking about making these like um nerf guns so they can have a nerf battle in like the whatever rec room and like you can you know actually get one of those nerf guns as a weapon in the game it doesn't do anything but like the little tips can like touch the touch screens so like sometimes you can like shoot from really far away and hit a touch screen or touch a door button to open a door so it like actually has gameplay ramifications but it's really fun just from wow. this neat little detail like i personally have used that several times where like there's like a security room and like you can't like get into the room and you don't have the code for the door so you can like look through a little window and sh like you know break a little hole in the window and shoot your nerf gun at the door button and open it and you're like wow i feel so clever um but you know it's just very smartly well designed game yeah I think that studio's next game is Deathloop, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm very excited for that, having played Prey now. Yeah. Um, I was already excited for it, just because it looks great. But yeah. uh, if it has anything like the level of detail and and attention to, I don't know, everything, <laughs> it's just fun, you know? If it's if it's half yeah. as good as Prey, I'll be, I'll be pleased. Wow, that game came out four years ago. Looks great. Though. Great, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm running on my machine, and like, like my machine's not like everything except for my graphics card is pretty good, but like I still get like 100 frames per second. So like, who cares? It's great. It looks amazing. 2017 was four years ago. That's nuts. Four years ago. Oh my goodness. Oh jeez. Yeah. Uh, I can go uh, next. Go next. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a thing where it's like I'm gonna recommend something that's probably already so popular that no one needs to recommend it at least if you listen to a podcast so i'm gonna recommend a podcast uh i've mentioned it before on the show it's called radio lab it was the podcast that got me into podcasts originally like back in maybe 2012 or so um and i bring it up now because they just came out with an episode uh that i really really liked and it kind of broke the form of radio lab which has historically been pretty self-serious but this is like a really kind of goofy fun funny episode but still did like a an interesting scientific kind of like topic matter that episode is called red herring so if you're looking for an episode to try out you can try out red herring um i don't want to talk about it too much because it would spoil it but it's funny and another episode i could recommend to get into radio lab is the episode musical language and this one's pretty old um and this is the episode that really got me was that made me be like wow you know they, these people these guys took like the audio medium and like used it like to its fullest you know the topic the topic is about like the the relationship between music and language and so the sound design that they were able to inject into that episode was just kind of phenomenally insanely good at illustrating the the, the topic you know um and so i was just, and, and radio lab is one of the best ones out there i would say at the sound design uh and so it's, it's it was the, it really got me to be like oh man these podcasts are a cool thing Although it really is just radio. Radio started, Radio Lab started before podcasting existed. They were just a radio show. They've always done it this way, but they're very, very good. So if you are one of the like three podcast listeners that don't listen to Radio Lab yet, go for it. Give it a shot. I don't listen to Radio Lab. Thing. Go listen to Radio Lab. It's fun. Go listen to Radiohead. Oh. No, different thing. Very, very different thing. I mean, sure, that's do it. Mike, that's what Mike took away from that. He's like, Radiohead, he's agreeing. He's like, Radiohead's very good. I like them very much. <laughs> they are very good at the audio. Yeah. <laughs> They've been doing it for a long time. Sounds good. <laughs> Who's Tom waiting for? Um. <laughs> All right. I'm going to save us from this terrible bit. Um, I'm going to recommend a YouTube channel on the AI 
on the AI topic uh, called Dada Bots. Dada as in the art movement. Um, they do a lot D-A-D-A. of weird. Yes, D-A-D-A bots. Um, they do a lot of weird, like, generative neural network-based music stuff, um, including some live streams, which are just perpetually running, generating new material. Uh, one of which is a technical death metal stream, and there's another metal stream, and there's also an Adam Neely infinite bass solo <gasps> stream. Wow, <laughs> this is so weird. So, yeah, this is so it's just like a you know generative neural network just spitting out new shit constantly. So this is Brendan's nightmare of generative art. Pretty uh, much. Almost coming true, mm. so. Yeah. When you hear that bass solo, it's going to be the brown note, but also so good you can't stop listening. <laughs> and you won't eat you just shit until you die. <laughs> that's why hey, that's why they call it the stank face. <laughs> good. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm disappointed in all of you. I Great am job. I am too. We've made it to the end. I'm at a Midler on Twitter. Where can people find you guys? You can find me on Twitter. I'm at the Brendo. I am at Heckbringer on Twitter. And I am on Twitter at Redhesion, also soundcloud.com slash adhesion and adhesion.bandcamp.com. And you can contact with all of us at Team Red Mars on Twitter, redmars.com, and redmars.itch.io. Music in this episode and all our episodes is done by our very own Andrew Fort. And editing of this episode was by Andy Mindler. It will be. It's Andy Mindler's ghost. Because he it just will got have his first injection of the virus. <laughs> so is this the Anley Mindler memorial episode? No, it's the ghost in the show. <laughs> yeah, it's a... yeah. We'll get an AI to represent him every subsequent episode. Yeah, you're going to be Guns like a purple-haired booby lady in your next life. What? <laughs> you're going to be a hollow live? No, the, uh, the, the major uh, ghost in the shell? That was continuing a three-line. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Totally missed that. Caught me off guard. No. The boob, booby lady. Michael Booby Jr. <laughs> I guess I did. Fuck. That's a real network right we shouldn't we shouldn't laugh so much that it's really stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's, it's so unearned these laughs. Timing is everything. face. I just want this Disdain. to end. <laughs> just, I want everything to end. Uh, all right, all right. Well. Thanks for listening, everybody, and thank you guys for being here tonight with me, Mr. Michael Bublé <laughs> Jr. or something. I don't know what the fuck he said. Bublé Jr. Okay. Isn't that the actor? Okay, whatever. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>